1: SiftPop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. When there's something strange in your podcast hood, who you gonna call? It's
2: SiftPod.
3: Nice vocal fry. I ain't
2: afraid of no podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to Sift Pop with Aaron and Danae, streaming live on Mixed every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Uh! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Today's pop culture, culture guru from Flick Freaks, it's Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy!
3: Andrew Ormsby on our brand new studio, Third mic.
1: That's right. And oh. that plays into the big announcement from Sif Pop Podcast. Aaron ladies and, and gentlemen. Are expecting. <laughs> uh, we are expecting amazing things. Andrew is a permanent member of Sif Pop Podcast.
2: Yay! I did it. I just had to berate them enough and they said, fine. <laughs>
3: I thought there was going to be a battle, personally. Like I, how I saw this kind of going out was that, you know, there would be this guru versus guru bracket sort of <laughs> thing, you know? And then you'd have the championship or whatever, and somehow there'd be a geek-off or a guru-off or whatever.
1: A geek-off, huh? I'll well, tell you guys how
3: I critic, got the on The Critic, the Geek, here. and the Girls were that Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How
2: I became a permanent member, I had to tell Aaron that he was right about the good dinosaur <laughs> argument. That's right. I Today had you're to all t- alone now. I had to tell him he was right. <laughs>
3: What? So you're now betrayed? you now you So are my the... spot's up, you guys. Yeah, now it's so my spot. You're the is
2: rotating up, member now.
3: If if you would like to become the new <laughs> female rotating member or just a rotating member at all, you're gonna have to just message Aaron, let him know.
1: No, you know what really what really did it was uh the second mustache on each side of his face. Now he now has like It's a, evolving. His mustache has evolved to have four points. Yeah. And uh and that was too much for me. I was just like, Oh, we gotta have him on every week now. Uh, or quite possibly could be that we love and respect his opinions on pop culture and have a great time with him and wanted to have him in every week. And now we have the third microphone to do it. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I think some from column A, some from column B. A couple questions to answer. Uh, Number one, this does not mean we are getting rid of the other... uh, Gurus. Gurus. Uh, We will, most weeks, the plan is for there to be four voices now. So there will be the three permanent members as well as a, you know, fourth guru. So...
3: I'm excited because it's a nice evolution of the show. Because, you know, Andrew also lives in the same city as us. So mm-hmm. it makes it really nice to have another person kind of jump in. And we can see uh, the other gurus kind of jumping in on different topics. So another little evolution of Shift Pop. And yeah, then yeah. tell all the cool. other
2: goo goos how they're wrong.
3: <laughs> Did you call him a goo goo?
2: Yes. <laughs> They don't even get, they're not even called gurus until I give them approval to be called gurus. So they're googus
3: that will evolve to gurus. You've been playing Pokemon too much, but we'll get to that here in just a minute.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. So we're excited, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming in uh, every Friday now. We're excited to talk movies with you. It will be exciting. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that, to hear you interact with the other gurus. Do you haven't thought about that yet? No, no, no. Just the idea of, you know, You're actually those... not
3: allowed to speak when they're talking, Andrew.
2: <laughs> I'll be out in the hall when you guys
3: meet me. <laughs>
1: I'll be catching... I just like the guy. I didn't think it all through.
2: <laughs> I'll be catching squirtles in your backyard <laughs> while you guys are
1: That
3: sounds super creepish.
2: We're
1: gonna talk uh we're gonna talk Ghostbusters. Captain it didn't squirtles? until you said anything. Sorry
3: about that. <laughs>
1: Moving on. We're going to be talking uh Ghostbusters and Mr. Robot today, as well as our uh, typical stuff, including starting with a little bit of do we care? Danae, what's going on in the pop culture world? Andrew and I will tell you if we care to talk more about it.
3: From TechCrunch.com, Pokemon Go tops Twitter's daily users and sees more engagement than Facebook. Do we care?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also care. Craziness.
3: I think it's been fun because you know the power of our culture right now, being able to share things instantly, you know, apps becoming really popular, um, people having more smartphones good apps coming out, and then apps that are able to kind of merge in with uh, our gamer culture, and Pokemon Go has really come to the surface of that, and and it has been completely permeating culture. Aaron and I have talked about this on our radio show daily Mm -hmm. this last week almost.
1: Well, it's because it's on everybody, because everybody is seeing... I think what happened was, because it's a a truly mobile game where you have to go out and play... You see the physical representation of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. People are seeing people playing it, where... You don't realize how powerful that is because most games you just sit in your home and you play them, and people don't realize what's going on. So,
3: uh, Pokemon Go Android installs on a and daily active users for current installations. Uh, it was first of all, I guess we should say released in the U.S. first. Then it was released in I think New Zealand, Australia, and Germany. Okay, so it hasn't been released worldwide. But then I, I'm looking at this, and I think it has been at this point in time.
2: I think it was released in U.S. and Japan
3: first. Okay. Uh, 16% of installs coming from New Zealand right now, 15% Australia, and then 10% in U S and then it's just like the whole rest of the world is kind of now daily active use 6% daily active use in New Zealand, 7.9 in Australia and 5.9 in U.S.
1: I think we've known that augmented reality was going to be something fun for people to experience in some way or another. And it's interesting how technology has to be around for so long before some kind of app gets out there and goes, Okay, this is the one where people are going to you know sit up and take notice. We
2: were playing it in the studio before the pre-show, right?
3: Uh, the percentages might not get you, but on Monday, Pokemon Go just saw under twenty-one million daily active users, so that gives you an idea of how many there are, uh, wow. which is top of the Candy Crush's rumored peak audience in two thousand thirteen. Um, so, Candy crazy. Crush
1: peaked in two thousand and thirteen. I yeah. would have thought it peaked earlier than that.
2: No, it was going hard because two thousand thirteen is whenever they sold to. Zynga? Yeah. For like $4 billion, something like that.
3: Wow. And then for daily usage, here's kind of what that looks like in other terms. That's about 33 and a half minutes spent daily on Pokemon Go right now. 22 minutes for Facebook. 18 (laughs) minutes for Snapchat. 17 minutes for Twitter. 15 for Instagram. And 10 for another game that I don't like that's gotten a lot of popularity lately. I can't remember what it's called but it's basically like where you get it's the snake game it's like the newest version of the snake game Oh, really? oh
1: the old like old uh, yeah. flip like where phone snake you can't hit yourself and you yes. have to eat like the fruits but to get there But there are other and...
3: players on the same board as you so you oh. also can't hit them Interesting and I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy the game. Can you hit them or you're but supposed to hit them? Yeah, you're if you, you're you hit them. You're supposed to make them hit you. It, yeah, if you if they huh. run into you or you run into them, whatever like Tron. you disappear. Yeah, yes, it's very exactly. Tron like, yeah. Um Nebulous, the the gamers of Nebulous, uh, that was the first time I was connected to that game. So I could actually find out the name of that one if it's slither.io. interesting to you. Slither, yeah, Slither.io, which actually Agario, aga A G A R So I guess maybe it's them instead of the Nebulous peoples. But.
2: can I give you guys my personal experience with Pokemon? Go sure, go quick. for it, man. So, I am hardcore into this game right now. Like, I'll go to downtown because there's a lot of pokey stops down there, like where you fill up on stuff. And, like, the more populated an area is, like, the more Pokemon you're most likely going to find. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, you'll go downtown and you'll see hundreds of people and they all gather together, like, oh, you're on your phone. You're probably pay- playing Pokemon Go. Have you found anything? And they'll be like, yeah, if you go down to Hollywood Theater, there's a. Uh, growl over there on the corner or there's a magmar over there mm-hmm. by uh, scotch and soda and so it's like this community and like you actually see people and it was crazy yesterday before i went and saw the movie uh, some people said hey there's a pikachu over at the nature center so i drove over to the nature center and i walked for Seven miles yesterday playing Pokemon Go. Wow. So I'm getting tan and <laughs> I'm getting exercise playing a video game.
3: Uh, before, My mom is so proud. <laughs> before we move on to the next Do We Care, just another kind of interesting uh, chart that they show is in comparison for the time spent versus, so that was it versus like the major apps versus other games. The winning game right now is Game of War. The average time spent on Game of War is almost two hours. Isn't nice. it the normal Daily. Schwarzenegger game? Daily crazy is that the
2: schwarzenegger one i think it is
1: um candy crush
3: saga is 43 minutes then pokemon at the 30 minute mark uh 11 minutes for the worm one seven minutes for clash of clan or the clash royale and then five minutes on clash of clans i
1: bet that candy crush number would be higher if you had unlimited lives like Candy Crush yeah. is a game where you only yeah, you have can. five lives. Yeah, you
3: can't really spend too much time there.
1: So that's I find that interesting. Um
3: uh, next up on Do We Care? Just
1: one thing.
2: Sure, sure. please do not play Pokemon Go and drive at the same time.
3: Yes. I had to tell
1: my boys not to that they weren't allowed to ride their bikes and play at the same time. Yeah, that you know they had to stop Which and get off really their obvious. bike. And I well, but it's not. you know, have you had kids? Because there don't, are a lot of things don't that seem obvious. don't play Pokemon
2: Go like at two or three in the morning because in somebody's are, yard. Be, <laughs> no, because people are getting robbed. Yes. There's,
3: oh. People are getting robbed because they're they're going. The robbers are staying also playing Pokemon Go and, and they're, they're waiting for them. And they're playing at the Pokestops, yeah. They're playing and and so play
2: pe- in the afternoon and a huge group of people. It's pe- safer.
3: Be safe uh, and also be careful because you are going on people's property. And another thing that kind of came up in the news was people are playing Auschwitz in Germany. You don't, have some don't respect for have some where respect you play. For where you're playing Pokemon yeah,
1: Go. absolutely. Yeah. Mobile Strike is the Schwarzenegger game. Oh, that's chat right. helped us out on that one. Thank you, guys. chat. You're the best.
3: I love having a live show with you, chatters. You guys Absolutely. are awesome. Next up on Do We Care is the 2016 Primetime Emmy nominations are in.
1: Absolutely care. I love awards.
3: Uh, let's pick a couple. Uh, well, I guess. Do we care? Do you care,
1: Andrew? Oh, it's it's
3: obvious. It's I an care. obvious yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be the do only you one have to ask? I'll be the only one that doesn't care, but I'm outvoted. Yeah, you're
1: not an awards person, right? Like, is it, I mean, is there something about awards you don't like, or do they just don't interest you? Don't interest me. Okay.
3: Um. Do you want to pick a couple categories and we can talk about what's in well, them?
1: Do you just do you uh, just Game of Wars, the Kate Upton game. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Do you, yeah. just do the like, um, you know, best dramatic TV, best comedy TV.
3: Okay, there's outstanding drama series, mm-hmm. comedy series, limited series, television, and movie, and then there's the actors. So do you yeah, want to just we don't stay with to the do
1: li- We don't need to do limited series. Yeah, I just stay okay. with the, yeah. So
3: drama series is Better Call Saul, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, House of Cards, Mr. Robot, and The Americans. Man.
2: There's some good TV on right now, right? Honestly, this season of Game of Thrones is the best season of any show of all time.
1: I, I don't know that that's too much of an exaggeration. No, I wasn't. Was an, it was an that's incredible season. <laughs> I, it, was,
3: <laughs> it was an hyperbole. <laughs> um,
1: but I'm telling you, uh, A Better Call Saul is incredible. Amazing. The, Robot, Americans, I have not watched the Americans. This last season of The Americans was its best season and great. Mr. Robot is one of the most interesting and we're going to talk about it later in the show yeah. and intriguing shows to ever hit television. like this is this is a group and i'd even throw a shout out to doubt Abbey, which you know is finishing up its run and, Did and you still say doing house good of stuff. cards was on there house as well? of cards is on there i haven't actually checked out the it new was a season, of season of house of cards pretty good
2: season it wasn't the best i still think season 2 is the best season but this was a pretty good season
1: so who should win game of thrones game of thrones yeah i think that's probably
2: right either them or uh mr robot it's going to be season one of mr robot right yeah. because season yeah. two has just started so yeah For season
3: one outstanding comedy series modern family silicon valley veep transparent unbreakable kimmy schmidt black ish and master of none
1: uh i just finished master of none i thought it was good unbreakable kimmy schmidt is great uh, i don't watch veep what were some of the other ones
3: silicon valley transparent silicon and great. modern family
1: Modern Family shouldn't be and on black-ish. that list anymore. I really don't believe Modern Family should be on that list anymore. I think it's on that list because it was so good the first couple seasons. I don't think it's been good since season three at no, the latest. I
2: totally disagree. I, I haven't been, it's been great. watching it. I would say Silicon Valley should win.
1: That's pro- I'm probably with you on that. Of the ones that I've seen, yeah. I would pick Silicon Valley. So um, HBO, I'll... two for two, by the way, with us.
3: So then uh, limited series, which we said skip over, and then television movie. Did you want to talk about either of those?
1: No, let's do uh, actor and actress from... Uh, Drama and comedy.
3: Lead actor Kevin Spacey, Bob Odenkirk, Kyle Chandler, Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber, Rami Malik, yeah. and Matthew Reese.
1: Uh, from the Americans it was Matthew Reese.
2: Um, I think Rami Malik. I'm right. It's either him or Bob Odenkirk. From Better Call Saul. Yeah, I, I like Bob Kyle Odenkirk. Chandler was really good in Blood. Do you watch Bloodline at all? No. Phenomenal show. Yeah. Oh, man, that show is good. He was really good, but honestly, compared to like Rami Malek and Bob Odenkirk, I don't think Kevin Spacey because we've seen Kevin Spacey's character for four seasons and hasn't really evolved at yeah. all. Yeah, but I still think that Rami Malek and, and, he, Bob and he might
1: win just because of the respect he gets in the industry. Yeah, but um, but I yeah, I would vote for for Rami yeah.
3: for a lead actress in a drama series. We have Claire Danes, Viola Davis, Tahari, Tahari Taraji, Taraji yeah. Taraji P Henson. Yep, and Robin Wright. Tatiana Mas- Maslany and Carrie Masley. Russell.
1: Uh, Tatiana all the way. She should win an Emmy every time she's nominated, period. Uh, if you haven't watched um, Orphan, Black. Orphan Black, she is unbelievable on that show. To, play, single to play eight different characters and for you to know which character she's playing just by her performance, like it's... She blows me away. I don't know anybody that has level of difficulty that she has in her show right now.
2: Well, since I haven't seen Orphan Black, I would just have to go with Robin Wright. From House of Cards? Yeah. She is so good in that show. Yeah.
3: I go with Claire Danes just because I like her. <laughs> Never Homeland, seen Homeland. Homeland but...
1: actually got better this season. It was <laughs> Did pretty, I, drop, I quit. I'm it like, was pretty bad for a couple seasons, and that's... this season was actually okay. Okay.
3: Aaron, so. sticking in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a completist. It's hard for me to give up on something.
3: All right. Uh, last up on do we care? I know it's going to be a no for you guys, but a yes for me. Hiddleswift's friends are now officially allowed to talk about Hiddleswift. (laughs) This is from L.com about culture and celebrity news.
1: Um, I mean, you predicted me, right? I, I really don't care about relationships for pop culture icons, but I know a lot of people do. I know a lot
2: of people do.
3: Andrew, oh
2: Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift. Yes. It's
3: the Hiddle Swift. Uh, I got you to look it up. Because <laughs> <did.
2: laughs> I, I thought it was like an uh, app or something. Or, so okay, what was the question?
3: Uh, do we I care about care. it? So. Care. Yeah. Um, I only care because I really adore uh, Taylor Swift. I like the. Well, of course, I, she's I, I, great. Like, I like how she interacts with all of the, the world because there's just so much that goes on the shoulders of the celebrities.
2: She does a great
1: job. And she does
3: a great job and has an amazing team That's in what how I was they say. manage how say. she is on out, I'm surprised the they
2: weren't able to keep that relationship Loki.
3: Oh, <laughs> <yeah>! <laughs> moving on. That was it. That was it. That was. Oh, it. I cared, I cared enough podcast? to do that joke. I should cared we just to...
2: stop the podcast? That's too much. It's thanks, never, guys. It's never going to get better than that. So
1: thanks for
3: coming. by. Thanks for listening, to episode forty-nine of <laughs> Sif Pop. <laughs> That's why he's
1: going to be on every week.
3: We were going to talk about uh, Ghostbusters and you know,
2: um, <laughs> not
1: anymore
3: television, Mister Robot. We also were going to talk about our buried treasure, but we're just going to end it. It's going
2: to be dad jokes for. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: you don't have. You don't even have a
2: dad jokes card. Like, I have. I have 72 Pokémon. I think that pretty much, <laughs> you know, transfers over to one child.
1: Uh, I don't I don't think you're correct yeah. on that. I'll have to check my math. Oh, yes, it's time to talk about Ghostbusters. Is it the is this the best theme song ever written? Mm. Ghostbusters.
3: I think so. Or at least so. the most
1: iconic. It's one of no. them. No, it's it's in there. Star Wars. Yeah, I suppose they're different though, right? Like you know, like one's a th- you well, know, like okay. one's a theme for. But what?
3: But like, in okay, Ghostbusters,
2: I guess there's you have a call score. and response. There's a score and then there's a theme song, I guess. So. Right. Theme song?
3: Yeah, probably. Because because everyone wants to scream out when they hear it. Ghostbusters. Yeah.
1: I absolutely agree. All right, let's talk about the brand-new Ghostbusters. 2016, uh, they didn't even change the title uh, from the 1984 comedy classic that, of course, had some amazing SNL vets like uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And then this one has some SNL vets like Kristen Wiig and...
3: Melissa McCarthy. Well, I don't think Kate McKinnon.
1: Kate McKinnon.
3: Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones Jones. is also
1: SNL. Um, So... There's a lot to talk about th- with this movie, but just like with any film, let's just start with Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it okay?
3: I'll start. I didn't see it.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Danae. Danae will be researching for us today. Uh, Andrew? Uh,
2: bordering on between okay and I liked it.
1: I think that's about where I am. I think I'm even willing to say I liked it. Yeah. Like, I don't even know that I'm bordering. I think I liked this movie. I
2: am leaning more towards I liked it, but there it- were parts that kept me from just saying I liked it.
1: Yeah. There's it's certainly not a perfect movie. Oh, and there's no. certainly some things we need to talk about with, you know, kind of some things that it I don't think it does well and some things that kind of hinder what's going on here. But let's start with the stuff that we liked. Um, you know, what did you enjoy about the film?
2: What did you like? Kate McKinnon stole the movie.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad you agree. Yeah. She's incredible. What's the name? Is it Holtzman? Is yeah, that Holtzman. the name of that character? Oh my goodness. I could watch an entire Holtzman
2: trilogy. Yeah, like, oh, one day I will marry Kate McKinnon. (laughs) She was amazing because it's a character you should get tired of, but she always finds something new and hilarious to bring to it in the next scene that just drags you right back in.
1: Well, and what's amazing is it's such great character work because she's really not given a lot of dialogue to work with Uh, at all. Pure facial expression. I'm
3: on IMDb. I don't even see Kate McKinnon mentioned hey, we found something wrong with IMDb.
1: <laughs> I don't know that we're the first.
3: That's exciting. I feel like, it feels like when you find something wrong on Wikipedia, and you're like, oh, I've also, discovered something.
1: Also wouldn't be the first in that uh, regard either.
3: Which I thought it was interesting. Oh, she's in- right there. Oh. oh yeah, I forget you. Okay, moving we, along. We
1: <laughs> take it all back, IMDb. Yeah. You, you had it okay.
3: How did I miss her? I don't know. Awkward.
1: Yeah. So she does, what I was saying was she does so much with, so little. You know, it's all in her, you know, th- the way she acts, the way she walks, the way she looks. I
3: recognize her from Finding Dory. She's the wife fish.
2: <laughs> that is correct.
3: Which with, uh, I really don't recognize her with at all. Was Bill
1: Hader? Was Bill Hader
2: the <laughs> husband fish? No, it was Ty Burrell. Was he? Wait, are you talking about uh, Dory?
1: No. Wait. In Dory, there's a husband and wife that in finding, find finding Dory that, that find them right at the beginning. I think that's who you're talking about. I think it's Bill Bill Hader and Kate it was, McKinnon. It was a
3: joke because okay. I really wouldn't have recognized Got her it. from that because it's not... I don't know if you know this. It was an animated movie, yeah. so it was not her face. Okay, moving on.
1: Uh, turns out we're not alone in the chat. We're getting a lot of backup, even just from other articles from sources uh, that I hadn't seen. Uh, from uh, LA, LAist, lackluster Ghostbusters remake is worth seeing for Kate McKinnon. Oh, Why, really? Why Kate McKinnon is the Ghostbusters breakout from Vulture. Um, we love you, Kate McKinnon, and thanks for saving Ghostbusters from Wired. (laughs) So
3: apparently it's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. Kate is great.
3: Kate is great. Um,
1: she really is. And I would even say if you don't like anything else in this movie, she is worth the price of admission. Her character really is that good. She's so fun to watch.
3: Maybe not
2: an IMAX 3D ticket. (laughs) Maybe a normal (laughs) ticket. Okay, fair enough. Fair
1: enough. So
3: then one of the things you liked the most about the movie was Kate.
2: Uh, the Hands, thing, yes. The thing, best part of the movie was her.
1: The yes. most about the movie was her character. So the
3: interesting thing about Ghostbusters is it has gotten a lot of negativity on the internet before anyone even went to go see it. And you right. actually expect you uh, expressed frustration with that last week because we were looking forward in the calendar, thinking about going to see Ghostbusters, and you were like, "Man, I just I don't want to." You and Jack were like, "I just don't even want to think about anything else. I just want to go see the movie because right. there's so much negativity. There's so about much it.
1: negativity. In fact, the movie on IMDb." Uh, had like a thirty percent uh like sixteen thousand or something negative reviews and it's not out like people are going and rating it online before they've seen it because they they, they just
3: perceive that they, they don't, don't, like, don't it.
1: like the idea of you know making that movie with women
3: and what's the other interesting thing about that is that uh, it's getting a lot of down votes on like YouTube for uh, the preview the preview mm-hmm. itself, has Mm -hmm. like 133,000 people that have downvoted it based on it, you know, just the presentation. Right. I think it's the
2: most disliked movie trailer of all time.
3: Wow. Right now it's in the lead for that. That was one of the things that I was reading about. So yeah, so
1: it had all of this coming against it, you know, going into the movie. But I think after watching the movie, I think I had a good time. Like I came out enjoying myself and and there were several reasons for that even beyond kate mckinnon did you have others
2: yeah um actually believe it or not i thought chris hemsworth was pretty funny he was i he was he um he plays the incredibly good-looking idiot and he nails it he really does mm-hmm. um but there were parts like uh zach woods i think is his name he's from silicon valley yes. He's the very beginning when he's talking about like the house and stuff i don't want to get into too many details but just like that was funny. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie that like, you know what? That one part, that one joke, it landed. That mm-hmm. joke, it landed. There were a couple that didn't, but I think a majority of the jokes did land. Not
1: only the jokes, but there are lines in this movie that I think will be very quotable. I, I just remember thinking like two or three times, oh, that's a line I, I can see myself quoting in the real world. Or There was something about, uh, something about uh, Tasty Parabola. Uh, yeah. Instead of Pringle, somebody called it a tasty, you know, tasty yeah. parabola. I thought that was great. You know, just that kind of stuff where, uh, you know, I can see this catching on. And upon revisiting it, even enjoying it more.
2: I think the best line in the movie. I'm not going to say, but it was uh Andy Garcia. He plays the mayor. Mm-hmm. I think he had the best line in the movie. We'll
1: talk about that in spoilers. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about it. Uh, in fact, if I wasn't going to give Kate best thing, it would have been this. I think it nails the tone of the original. I think the tone of this movie with kind of horror but, like, goofy cartoon, you know, style comedy mm-hmm. is feels just like the original. I felt very nostalgic as soon as the, you know, the, the song kicked in and kind of the beats of this movie and the humor of it. Um, that didn't hit me. I, I It did me. I thought the tone was perfect. I have this.
2: something to say about that, but it's going to have to wait for spoilers. Okay.
1: So. All right. We will get there eventually.
3: So I'm guessing... Like I'm assuming that there's mm-hmm. some things that you guys didn't like about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I had one more good thing that I wanted to mention. Do it. And I want it because especially because I want to know how Andrew felt about this.
3: Did Andrew, you, how did you feel?
1: I liked the visuals, but I can see it being one of those things that is very uh, polarizing about whether you liked kind of the choices they made with what they did with the visuals. Like the
2: CGI for the ghosts and stuff? The CGI for the
1: ghost and the out of frame stuff. So a lot of the ghost stuff will extend beyond yeah. the letterbox kind of thing which I've seen other movies do before I think it's an interesting choice especially when you're dealing with 3d because it gives an extra like bounce to the 3d effect Mm -hmm. uh, in some interesting ways um and there was even one moment in this movie where the entire letterbox you know you know what I'm talking about when I say letterbox like the rectangle the movie is usually in you know like there's a black line at the top and the black line at the bottom the entire letterbox shifted like tilted did you catch that Mm-mm. It
2: was. It was It was Maybe subtle. Maybe for IMAX it was,
1: 3D it wasn't like... Oh, I'm sure it did. I, I, I can't imagine you would be able to do that part differently for different theaters.
2: Like I said, vertigo. Maybe I just thought that <laughs> my vertigo was acting up and...
1: There is a moment, and it's subtle, and I almost didn't catch it, but it, where something happens that shakes the camera, and the entire letterbox shifts. Huh. It, I, it's the first time I've ever seen a movie do that, and I found That's it fascinating. Yeah, I found it fascinating. So uh so anyways i thought that was clever and i kind of enjoyed the visual effects
2: as well i really did enjoy the visual effects i can i do agree with you that this is going to be very this movie is going to be polarizing because people are going into this with the preconception that they're going to hate it and people are going to go and see it just so they can say see i told you it was bad right even though yeah it, it was okay yeah um what uh so what are some of the specific things we didn't like um one of them i don't know if this is too much of a spoiler so i'm going to save it the movie was a half hour too long. I think it was just a little too long.
1: I mean, uh, was it like an hour 45?
2: Was it really? Yeah.
1: It seemed longer it than seemed that. It like seemed like three a and a half
3: hours to me. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was just like, whoa, guys. That's really? a bad
1: thing. If you felt like it was, you know, a two hour movie and it only came in at like an hour 45, yeah, that that's never good.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I could definitely go in and cut parts out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, without spoilers, the rock hall thing mm-hmm. didn't need to be there. Cut that entire thing out and... Yeah. well that's
1: kind of a stand-in for the library scene right like that's the the idea of the first time but that... i think
2: that there were multiple of those scenes though
1: yeah so i didn't notice necessarily that but but yeah uh, i didn't notice the length um
2: but Here, here's a question for you yeah on like your personal scale where does the original ghostbusters rank just to go so we have like i have a reference going into this
1: very high. Very high. Uh, I, I grew up in a house where I wasn't allowed to see a lot of movies, so I didn't see it when it came
2: out. Sure I forgot that, yeah. Um,
1: so I saw it after the fact on home video, you know, a couple years later or whatever. Um, but I remember loving it. And, and I loved, you know, finally being in on the jokes that all my friends have been saying for a couple of years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the thing I love about it is that silly tone, and it knows what kind of movie it is. And also, of course, the character work from those amazing actors. And it's hard to beat Bill Murray. In Ghostbusters. I mean, yeah, he's incredible. I think so. that
2: you could definitely tell in this movie, Paul Feig is a fan of the original Ghostbusters. Yes. He wasn't going into this trying to make a buck. He was trying to pay respect and homage to the original one. Mm-hmm.
1: So, And there's a lot there. And that's kind of one of the... I don't know if I've called a full-on negative, but it was one of the things that... It worked sometimes, and it didn't work other times. Were the cameos, the that references? Was, I didn't know if
2: it was going to be a, a spoiler. That was one of my cons. Just to say, too, cameos. Yeah, too well, many references I
1: think, and cameos. I think in the everybody original. knows there's going to be cameos and references, but we won't spoil what they are. Is Slimer
3: okay. in this movie? We're not going to spoil that. Oh, until come the on! I so- Slimer. Well, of course you did. But why would we spoil green, that? There was a and he whole- was he was snotty. <laughs> he was also naughty. <laughs> He was snottily naughty.
2: Snotty. There's a
3: snotty naughty. There's
2: a fine line between paying respect and having references to the first movie for respect, and then just way too many. Maybe
1: in spoilers we can go into some of the specific ones because I think some of them really worked. I think some of them were in. They didn't. Right. Some of them I felt like were integrated nicely, both cameos and references. There were a few I felt like were integrated pretty nicely. They weren't too distracting, and I was like, you know, oh, I, I love that. Some of them stood out like a sore thumb. Some of them were like, oh, you, you, you know, shoehorned that in there. Yeah. And those were the ones that, you know, I definitely didn't like. Yeah. uh, In the movie. Anything else you wanted to mention? One last thing? Uh, Sure, we can do one last thing. I
2: don't want to jump ahead if we're not ready, so. No, I'm good.
1: My one last thing.
3: you ready?
2: (laughs) My one last thing is the last thing. The credits in this movie were phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah, I stayed... Through the credits, not because I wanted to see if there was a post-credit scene. The whole credits are great. The whole <laughs> credits are amazing. Yeah. So that was my one last thing. So that was brilliant. Uh,
1: my one last thing is I want to say the thing that's getting missed uh, amongst the you know the outcry of you know oh uh, it's the same as before is to talk about the gender switch. You know, it's something we haven't even brought up on the podcast. The fact that they went from you know four men to four women doing this, um, I, th- I thought that part had little to no effect on whether I liked the movie or not. No. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree, yeah. And, and I just think it's so important to mention that, to say, I think these, these women did a great job, you know, were cast well, especially Kate McKinnon, and I, you know, I more should... and more we need... I think we need more and more female-fronted movies like this.
2: And we're not saying that Kate McKinnon was the only good one, because Kristen Wiig, they were all great. Leslie Jones was hilarious. I loved her. I will say this.
1: I liked Leslie Jones in Ghostbusters more than I've ever liked her on
2: Saturday Night Live. I just don't like Saturday Night Live anymore. (laughs) So, yes, I totally agree.
3: Well, one of the things I was reading online was about this. This is a very sexist movie. I don't get it like where the women are really bashing on men too much. Do you guys agree with that?
1: When does it well, it's a reverse sexist movie. I would agree so with that. So does that, that still would, make
3: it okay cuz I still don't think it's okay. I Like why okay, why Okay, okay. And, can get and into this, this this goes into but, but this goes into culture kind of across the board. It feels like that men are often portrayed as like the dingbats anymore. Maybe like they used to be portrayed in media as, you know, like the hard leading. Oh, are you saying
2: like the Chris
0: Hemsworth Yes, it's character? all in the
1: Chris Hemsworth stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because
3: then I don't have any point of reference personally, but that's one of the I things think... that I'm, I've seen several articles that popped up about it being sexist and people are saying, I'm not going to go see this movie because I know that here's, it's sexist.
1: Here's what I would say about that. Um, and I don't think it's giving spoilers to to say why it, it is this way. Chris Hemsworth in, in this movie plays a dumb, gorgeous man. A and I gorgeous, think that, that's what man. I
2: got with it. It wasn't the thing that it was sexist. I thought it was going to like a lot of pretty people are just trying to get by on their good looks. So they don't really work on their intelligence. And, you know, it's a comedy. So they have to heighten that. That's really what I got from it. Here's the thing.
1: If the genders are reversed, the outcry over sexism would have been huge. I believe.
3: Well, yeah, the, I mean, because, the dumb, gorgeous woman there's... only getting
1: hired and the comments they were making about him and the comment, you know, so the comments the guys would be making about this secretary. I can see that. I can see how it's a double standard. Having said that, there's been a lot of talk, and I, I don't mean to drag us into kind of the racial stuff that's been all around us, but there's been a lot of talk about majority and in, in, um, minority culture, and it's kind of the same in a culture where men have been able to be the power for so long that there's. I feel like there's a little bit more grace when it's the other way around. Like I, I mean, for I, me, I
3: agree with that. I'm just, you know... As somebody who has been very affected by female rights, like I get to live a very privileged life compared to women that came before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I've born into a really great generation where I'm definitely almost on equal. I'm, I'm on equal ground with my guy friends for sure job. I'm not quite sure about that stuff yet, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, but I work for myself now. So like I've kind of ha- I've been able to create my own world where, you know, that's it. But. Personally, in my life, personally, I don't like the hard swing in the other way. I agree. Or making digs on men and making assumptions about men or portraying them, you know, in particular ways. But then there again, here's what it comes down to. There are, you know, guys that live on this planet who are not intelligent and beautiful at the same time. That could have been the character they chose to give to to him. I just wish that in a movie where everything is flipped on its head, you know, they maybe would have... And I didn't see it myself. But I so. think that's
1: the part of flipping it on its head, too, is... Well, there, was there
3: that character in the first movie where there was a dumb, the dumb female chick?
1: Yes, kind of. She kind wasn't, of. like... She, she wasn't talked wasn't, about in the same way he was as being gorgeous like that, but it was... Because I remember... Was definitely, a
2: snarky...
1: But yeah. wasn't
3: she more like the... Because uh, I did see it, but it's been a long mm-hmm, time. Yeah. Uh was it the receptionist. The receptionist. I didn't think that she that's was a dumb blonde. That's what
1: Chris Hemsworth is, is. I
3: thought she was more like a librarian... They they kind of portrayed her more like a nerd,
1: Mm -hmm. if I remember. Sure,
2: yeah. She had that thick New York accent, and she was- She wasn't,
1: yeah, it was more like
2: she, the
1: reason she she didn't do well at her job, so so the reason she didn't do well at her job was because she didn't care. See, so
3: that's that's fun. That's fun. Why don't you do a dude character like that? You know what I'm saying? Why, why choose to? Yeah, that's just to... not the direction they chose to go. So I don't, I don't know that I'm upset about it because again, I didn't go see it, so I right. really don't feel like I can be upset about something I chose not to go see. But <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that was. You're making addressed. me feel
2: bad about liking the Chris Hemsworth character. <laughs> I thought he was funny. He was funny. Listen, it doesn't have
1: but to be either thing. or. That's the thing. The... It, it,
3: just because it's potentially sexist does not mean that's right. If it was intended to be sexist, be able to that's one that. thing. If mm-hmm. it's funny, it's funny. You know. Um,
1: and it is funny. It so? really is funny because
3: because I like Phil's character on Modern Family as an example. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a man who just has a lower IQ. <laughs> does he? I, I I feel like he does. Okay. I mean, I feel like he's portrayed that way. He okay.
2: probably has a two hundred.
3: <laughs> yeah, watch it be off the charts. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of got that. He just he misses things. He doesn't put things together, which I uh-huh. guess doesn't mean he's he's dumb. It just he misses. I see him more
1: as naive than dumb. But
3: naive, yeah, yeah maybe. And I like
2: blissfully ignorant. Yeah, exactly.
1: Blissfully.
3: Okay, good. Because I actually really enjoy his character, and I've been conflicted about it. I'm like, are they trying to make it? My wife's the same way. It? She's the tra- same way about my yeah. family. Are they trying to make it into yeah. where he's just a dumb dad? But no, I think it's just his character. His person is that way. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know.
1: Yes, we want to live in a society with, you know, where we're all treated as complete and rounded human beings, but for comedy purposes, it's you know, you, it's just not always going to work. So, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad we talked about that.
3: Me too. I feel better. I hope the internet feels better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a uh, question in the chat before we move on. Okay. Um, how young of an audience would you recommend?
1: Ooh, um, s- probably same as the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. There's There's plenty of innuendo here. Thirty-seven. <laughs> there's plenty of innuendo window here. The scares are comedy scares, kind of like you know you think of maybe like the uh, Goosebumps book or something like that. You know.
2: Were there young people in your? Theater? Oh, absolutely. I had like five and six year olds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what's crazy is this movie was not as packed as i thought it was going to be i got there five minutes before the movie and i think there the was 30 people
1: i think the negative stuff is going to affect its bottom line i really do
2: 30 people for the premiere in imax 3d I want
3: to take a couple of minutes about 30 minutes to thank you
1: <laughs> let's do like 30 seconds
3: Oh, okay how's that sound thank you guys for supporting the show this is a listener supported podcast Sif Pop has been around as part of a segment on a podcast called Shoe the Dough for mm-hmm. a long time, and then it branched off into its own podcast, which you're listening to now, and thank you for d- making it possible because our fans are the ones that give us money every month to make sure we can do the show. And the only
1: reason Sip Pop can do this is because of your financial support, so thank you so much. Dollar, $3, $5 a month goes a long way to help us out.
3: Want to give you a big update here. We actually changed our Patreon website url so if you're used to going to patreon and you've been listening before well hold up for just one second Scratch, scratch, (laughs) scratch on the record um our new website url for patreon is patreon.com slash shoe the dough
1: that is correct
3: mind blown that's patreon.com slash shoe the dough
1: that's for the shoe the dough network which is a spoonerism for do the show
3: so thank you guys for going to patreon.com slash shoe the dough and giving a monthly gift of support to what we do here. We appreciate you.
1: Ah, uh, yes. The sounds of the theme of Mr. Robot. I want
2: the soundtrack.
1: It's a really interesting soundtrack, isn't it?
2: It's like old, like, just like the title sequence, it's very 80s. Yeah. Very Tron-esque.
1: Yeah, and there's something sinister about it. There's something mysterious about it. It's just it really captures the show really well. I think. Yeah. Season two is here, debuted this week, and uh, Andrew and I have had a chance to check out the first couple of episodes. We will be spoiler free as we talk about it here, but maybe do some spoilers in the spoiler cast uh, so we can get a little more spoiler into... free
2: for season one as well, or just these two episodes.
1: I think I think we should just be spoiler free for season two. If you don't want to be spoiled on season one. Because we might
2: need to reference stuff from the first season to talk about season two.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair enough to say. So if you don't want to be spoiled on season one, then maybe you shouldn't be listening. When it came back on, did you have the same feelings come right back to you from season one? Like, did it grab you and lock you in your seat like, you know, I know season one did for you?
2: Oh, yeah. So what is it about the show that does that? Because more than Lost... It answers one question and then gives you a thousand more questions you don't know the answer to. Yeah, it has that thing to it, yeah. And it's obviously different in Lost in a lot of ways, but that was something that i definitely take away and something that definitely hooked me with Lost is the fact that, yeah, oh, you're curious about this? Is this, it's a mixture between Lost and Fight Club. (laughs) You don't know what's real, what's not, and...
1: Sam Esmail the the creator Mass email, yes of the show has said that Lost in Breaking Bad were kind of two of the shows that he looked at in how he wanted to put this together because they both had that feel of like I'm going to you know you're going to learn something but you're also going to need to know so much more
2: Now I read something maybe you can confirm or deny this he's already written everything and he said there's only gonna be three or four seasons. Yes.
1: This? Okay. That is true. Okay. He and that was from the very beginning. Yeah. Like because originally this was a movie, so mm-hmm. he had written an uh, uh, outline for a movie script, and then you know I guess couldn't get you know somebody behind it, so decided they said to it was kinda, too long. Yeah. So you know tried to put it into a TV show. So yeah, he knows exactly where this is going, which I kind of like. Yeah. I think is exciting. Um, you know, especially as we kind of head into head into it again. The thing that I noticed going into season two is I had forgotten how quality the cinematography is in this show and how well it's made, because all my brain is remembering is the mind twists, you yeah. know? And so to come back to it and go, oh, yeah, they're making a brilliant show quality-wise, too.
2: You know what I forgot? I forgot this was a USA show, because it feels so much <laughs> like an HBO show. Because in I, I get it on Amazon. I bought the season on Amazon, so whenever an episode comes out, I get to watch it there. Yeah, And it's unedited. So whenever there's like a swear word or something like that, like an f- F-bomb, f mm-hmm. it's in the show still for me.
1: Now, is that air on USA that way, or do I they don't mute know. it?
2: I don't know. It has to be muted, because USA is a family-friendly network. Are they? Well, I mean, I know I
1: know there's cursing on some of their other shows. I don't know if, if the F-bomb makes a, an appearance or not,
2: but... Because whenever I think of USA, I think of Psych. Uh-huh. I think of shows like that, not sure. Mr. Robot.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, it does feel that it has that feel definitely of a you know like a pay cable type of show. Exactly. And kind of some of the stuff that it does. What are some of the and we can't really go into spoilers here, so we'll, you know, kind of save specifics for later, but what are some of the kind of the general things you want from a season two in this show?
2: I want more character development for the supporting cast.
1: Do you feel like we're getting that already?
2: We're getting there because I think that, you know, season one was so focused on Rami's character, Elliot, Mm -hmm. and just trying to figure out, and we still don't know all the answers to him, but there are characters that were so phenomenal, and even, okay, I I should say Christian Slater and Sam Elliott were the main focus of season Mm -hmm. one, but there were other characters in the show. Did you say Sam Elliott? Uh,
3: Yeah, you did. I meant (laughs) Christian Slater. And for that very reason, I knew who you were talking about. (laughs)
2: and elliot yeah and if sam elliot the, i'll tell you them old computers <laughs> but uh no um i meant to say christian slater and elliot mm-hmm. but it was mainly focused on them and i want to know more about characters like darlene you know yeah. and uh, even angela
1: angela's the one that's working at e-corp yeah right? she's
2: she's the blonde okay. his friend that's working at e-corp and Right, here's a question for you, and this comes straight from season one, so it's not really okay. a spoiler. It's
1: possibly spoiler for season one.
2: Do you think Tyrell uh-huh. is
1: him? I, I said that in season one. You did. I said okay. that for for the second half of season one. Once once I you knew mean creepy
3: creepy Swedish man. young yeah, yeah. Swedish guy yeah. who hits homeless people. Yes. Here's, oh, okay. Here's what.
1: Here's one of the things I love about the show, and I I can't decide if I'm ever going to get tired of it, and I might. I might actually get tired of it. They very purposefully, very purposefully allow you the ability to believe that there are many characters that could be combined characters. Yeah. The way they play, they're already in season two, are two more characters that we're just getting introduced to that I'm going, I think that's another alternate personality of, of Mr. Robot, you know, of, of Elliot. Yeah. And it's just, it's I, right now, I'm on board. I don't know if it'll ever get to be too much. Where it's like, okay, we get it, you know. So how many times can you do the Fight Club reveal? You know, like exactly. How, ma- yeah. how many times can you
2: do it? But I'm not tired of it yet. I'm not, so. not either. Yeah. Um, Craig Robinson is that his name? It a is. new character we've been introduced yeah. to. There's a lot of promise with that character. There, I am really excited because it's something totally different than anything he's ever done. Yeah. And I really want to know more about that character. Also, there's a new FBI agent. Yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah. We saw her for 5 seconds, yeah. but I also want to know way more about her than what we already do. Yeah. And yeah.
1: And that's what this show does I think so well. Is it takes you into this world and it just want, you want to know more. You yeah. want to know why what people's motivations are, why they're doing what they're doing. It is telling a you know, a somewhat complicated but understandable story and I just I can't wait to see where it's going. And I'm the kind of person as I was with Lost Like, you just tell me the story you want to tell me, I'll be satisfied with what you want to say. You don't have to do anything for me to make it work.
2: Exactly. You just summed it up perfectly right there. This is your story, whatever you decide, I'm going to be behind you 100%. Because you've proven yourself with season one in an amazing pilot... The pilot alone had me like, okay, yep, yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal show.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, Danae, you're not watching Mr. Robot. I you, am not you watching You watched Mr. the first Robot. couple episodes of the, the first yeah. season, and I think mainly it was the darkness of it, the, you know, I, that kind of I stuff. I don't know.
3: Something about the, pu- like, you guys are talking about how the puzzle is so exciting to you, mm-hmm. and that's what's got you. Like, you're, you're the puzzle Certainly part of is, your mind yeah. about who's who and what's what, blah, 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 is really exciting to you, and that, and that didn't really ever pull me in too much. I found myself like not really caring about, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I saw enough into his world that I was like, oh, interesting. And then I'm out. But which just happens to me all the time in shows sure. all the time. Like I'll just watch a few of, of an episode and then I'm, I don't I don't go back for it. Right. Maybe ever.
1: No, I know. You and I are like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I'm a completist. If I start watching something, I start it from episode one and I stick with it till it's you know finished. I can walk away if I like it.
3: in the middle of an episode, in the middle of like one of the most important moments in the entire history of and the show, and not really feel any.
1: You can also walk in halfway through something. And like halfway through a season or whatever, watch an episode or two and then, you know, walk away. Like it doesn't matter to you. I
3: tried to do the completest thing with Modern Family because Mm -hmm. I saw the first episode of the first season of Modern Family and I like fell in love with it. And and then I watched it all the time. And then it became a thing where I I was, I'm just saving them all. I think they're all still like on my direct (laughs) TV They're saved. DVR. And, yeah, the DVR. And Justin and I are supposed to watch them, but we don't. <laughs> so I've never watched it again. And then when it comes on, even though I would normally just pick up and start watching it, I can't because I feel like I'm supposed to watch every single episode, and it's horrible. So I don't, <laughs> I don't like it whenever I have that relationship with my media.
1: All right, what would you say you are, Andrew? More of a completist or more of a kind of an in-and-out kind of person?
2: If I watch a show, I have to watch every single episode. I'm a completist. Yeah. Yeah. I like to binge watch as well, so... Uh, for shows that are currently running right now, like uh, The Flash or Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, I'll watch. I, I can't, like, binge watch those, obviously, because I'm so enamored with them. I have to watch them by week. But, um, like, for example, right now on Netflix, I've never watched 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm binge watching all of those right now. Uh,
3: that's so a fun experience. I want to watch 30 Rock again because I never finished 30 Rock. Mm. It's good. And it was so fun.
1: Yeah, it's a fun ride.
3: Yeah, and yeah. it's available. I can I can watch it whenever I want.
1: So um, I have
3: watched every episode of some things though, and I like what.
1: Like, what's something you've completed today? Orange
3: is the new black. I okay. watched everything from Orange is the new black because I had a roommate living with me for a couple months, and it was like the thing that we did. She's like, "Hey, watch this show with me." So I watched okay. it with her. So it was
1: relational, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And so
3: that was, and she was honestly like the reason that we would sit down and watch. Sure, but it was like kind of a way for us to just be together, and mm-hmm. we were living together, and so it's great because we're in the same living room. Let's yeah. just do this thing. My husband would leave the room every time it came on because he did not like the show. So he was, call- you know, he was watching sports and he's missing room.
2: out <laughs> this new se- season that just came out last month or
3: yeah, I yeah. think it was oh. five like, episodes last month, in. a month or two ago. Best season. Have you finished it? Yeah. Okay. I finished it. I wasn't, in- I wasn't excited with the end, but I- at the same time I'm okay. You've seen something Aaron hasn't. I That's have. true. Yeah. Way. I'm only like on so, five episodes in. So it's in. not like, it, there's just not a way to define my media watching. I am an enigma.
2: <laughs> okay, here's getting <laughs> like back <from> to, <laughs> getting back, back to Mr. Robot. How many times do you think you're gonna have to watch this series? Like when it's all done before you think you totally understand everything?
1: I'm gonna wait till it's all over before I watch again.
2: Oh, I am too, um,
1: yeah. Uh, because I want to know everything and then have the Fight Club experience of, oh, now I get this world. Now I want to go back, back and watch it with those eyes. Or the, I, actually, I would call that the Sixth Sense experience.
2: So whenever season two started, you didn't watch season one again just did to not. get a refresher? Nope. I did not either. So I did
1: not. I want to wait until I know everything.
3: Okay. Uh, BDG in the chat mentioned that I did also watch all of Alias. And that's an interesting one because that's a show that everyone talked about, blah, 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 blah. And I never really got behind. And then suddenly I was like, okay, now I'm ready. And I have another one of those that might turn into that. Like now I'm ready? Which is Dexter. I just started watching Dexter, but I can't tell if I'm going to
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, is there something that you're getting interested in TV-wise right now? And Dexter is something that you've picked up?
3: I watched two or three episodes of Dexter. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep going.
1: Here's what I'd recommend with Dexter if... Watch it all. Um. Eh. No, I at least watched through the, the third season. No, no remember... fifth season. Fifth
2: season is the John Lithgow season.
1: Oh, I thought the third season was Lithgow. Maybe it is the fifth season. Whatever the Lithgow season is, just you know, watch through that. After that, it gets a little.
3: I did also complete Lost. Good point, Jason. Very nice. Um, True Blood. But I don't. I don't know that I'm going to watch All Dexter because I remember you guys talking about how the final the the final season was kind of a letdown. The, oh yeah, one of the
1: worst finales I've ever seen. and yeah, and
3: bad. that was the same thing about Alias. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, oh, we got to just stop the show. Let's just do stuff. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lost felt did not feel like that. Lost felt like it was very well thought through and they did exactly what they wanted to do. And I liked kind of where that went. Um, but, you know, I kind of missed the whole emotion of the show. I was just watching it towards the end of their season run because everybody was telling me to.
2: Okay. So you've said that Dexter is one of the worst. Do you have a series finale for any show you consider to be the best series finale? Series finale? Yeah.
1: If you go to the opposite end, I would say Lost is my favorite pilot of all time. But uh, series finale, even though I am a defender of Lost series finale, I wouldn't call it the best of all time. No. Um, whew, what a great question. Uh, Seinfeld is one of those divisive ones that I actually liked, but I wouldn't call it the best of all time. I agree. Um I don't know. Do you have any you're thinking of? House. Maybe give me a... Uh, remind my me what time. happened with House's finale. I don't, House. don't remember
3: how that one ended. So, Wilson we, got cancer. Are we doing a spoiler right now? A spoiler is this for happened? a show
2: that came out 15 years ago. Yes. No,
3: it hasn't been that long.
2: It's been a while. It's been at least 10 years. Since it started, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow.
3: Okay, go ahead.
2: Uh, Wilson got cancer. Okay. I do remember that, and, yeah. And um, House faked his death in a uh, uh, fire explosion, like in a fire. explosion. Yeah. 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 yeah, and at the end after his fake funeral him and wilson got on motorcycles and they drove off to live happily ever after and for me that was the perfect way to end a series That's great.
1: yeah that that was great yeah absolutely um somebody mentions my number one show of all time somebody mentions the new heart finale which i think is one of the commonly regarded great finales because all of a sudden it tied the two bob newhart shows together in a way
2: parks and rec had one of the best
1: season oh, yeah, series finale yeah. ever. Yeah, that was interesting, where they kind of went into the future, and yeah, yeah I thought that was cool, oh, too. yeah.
3: I just remembered, on the worst side for me, would be Castle.
1: I never I, finished that Castle. That was disappointing. Castle is over? Yeah. See, I that is I think, actually one of the it? few shows I or gave is up it not? on. not? No, no, it's... I don't know. I, I just remember she was getting out.
3: She's she's out. Oh, do you think they're going to go on without her?
1: I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Then I haven't been watching for years. But Brought up in his
3: yeah. F- Friends was another one. MASH was another one brought up as far as the good ones. go. Oh, the yeah. good endings.
1: Friends yeah. was a
2: pretty good. MASH was great. How was Cheers? I don't remember Cheers. I don't as- either. Okay. I don't remember
1: that. You know that, where
3: I everybody knows your name but doesn't remember your ending. That's actually probably <laughs> pretty good. Oh,
2: that's pretty good.
3: That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I- uh, that's as
1: good enough of the places I need to head into our buried treasure. One thing that you want people to know about in the world of pop culture. <laughs> Can uh, I go?
3: Can I go? Oh, Danae
1: is chomping at the bit.
3: <gasps> I have a show I'm watching and I really love it and I've been waiting to talk about it all
1: episode long. Go for it. Yeah. it's Dexter.
3: It is not Dexter. <laughs> um, but one of the people in the show is nominated for an Emmy for her performance in a comedy, I believe. Okay. And that is Lily Tomlin from Grace and Frankie.
1: Grace and Frankie, which is a
3: Netflix show.
1: Now you were telling me a little bit about this show. I actually hadn't heard about it at all. I'm, usually, I know at least that a show exists, but what is this show, and, and why do you like it?
3: Okay, there's so many things oh, I love yeah. about this show, which I didn't expect. I didn't know what to, to think um, because the the lead characters are in their 70s. Okay, and, but the writing is really fun. Uh, if you're gonna watch the show, make sure that you're you know comfortable with language, casual drug use. Um, and like some serious like topics conversation, conversation, yeah, yeah. But it's still considered a comedy, and it is so funny. Who's put it out? Uh, Netflix. Is it
1: a Netflix show? Yeah, okay. it's a
3: Netflix show. Um, and and I really find myself thankful to be relating to Frankie. Frankie is my Frankie is like the person that I'm just like super into, which is Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin's Tomlin. So it's
1: Lily Tomlin. You told me it was also Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Martin yep. Sheen. Martin Sheen. So the cast is
3: incredible. The cast and, uh, is incredible. They go from uh... Law and Order
2: yeah sam watterson. sam watterson sam Waterson. Yeah. yeah i remember from the newsroom and yeah. then
3: so these are two married couples and they uh one couple has two girls one couple has two boys the the men are law; they're both law firm partners and then also come to find out for the last 20 years they have been having an affair with each other and so the start of this entire series is them all sitting down to dinner at a restaurant. And the men telling the women that they're actually going to be leaving them so that they can get for married each other for each other. Yeah. So the whole the, and the whole rest of the series kind of comes off of that. What I love about this show, though, is how they are approaching these types of serious conversations mixed with life has to keep going. Mixed yeah, I with love that. you have you have a, a person, each character, each you know, Grace herself or Frankie herself completely 70 years old That's a long time to live to be set in their ways to have very developed personalities and so i love i i describe my experience with this show as like a a book that you really want to read because you're really interested in the characters and you just can't wait to see what happens next and i haven't really like fallen in love with a show like that for a while so i'm i'm really into it i'm actually i've already finished season one cuz yesterday I binge watched like the rest of the season. Nice. Um and then I'm all, I'm into season 2 and I'm still into it. I'm still having a good time. So, but again, definitely they're okay with language. Definitely they're okay with their lifestyle choices. I mean,
1: we just I mean, Andrew and I just said that the Game of Thrones latest season was possibly the best season of television ever. Yeah. And, you know, we all know Game of Thrones content. So, yeah,
2: adults <laughs> be adults. Do your research.
3: If you do if you decide to see the show, I would really be curious if you like it. So let me know. I am going to start
2: watching it after your recommendation now.
3: Please do. I'm really curious what you think of it. I've I've really appreciated how they put the show together. And
2: I love how you talk about um,
1: the age thing as well. Because some of my favorite movies um, over the last couple years that I've been watching more movies as a movie critic have been the ones that handle age in a serious and human way instead of a caricature way. Like when people get old, this is what they do. You know? No. Like the human being who we are as human beings is still as human beings as we get older and so like I, I do like the idea of a TV show the, you know that kind of explores that as well because some of my favorite especially British movies get this really right like I don't know what it is about the Brits or the English but like those uh, best exotic Marigold Hotel movies and those mm-hmm. kind of things that, that those explore... Judy Dench yeah those... yeah yeah Helen. They they get it, you know. Even you know, Downton Abbey is that way in some ways yeah. too. Like not the older seen a single people. episode. Of I Downton haven't Abbey. either. So yeah. Ping. <laughs> anyways, I'm just saying. I, I I appreciate that. I love when culture does that when it takes us beyond but, caricature. But
3: it's also so cleverly written in this modern day where they don't sit too long and in, in like things. They they just don't get caught up in things. You know, like there's the episode that I just finished watching. There's two people that are kind of hooking up and. One of them's like, I just don't know that I'm ready to talk about it publicly. And the you know, the other one's like, I okay, that I great. That's fine. We'll just, you know, whatever. And then within ten seconds, the person just goes and then walks out and just says, We're together you know, mm. and I'm like, Oh, thankfully this is gonna <laughs> turn into one of those, you know, ten episodes long of this drawn out thing. Sure. It, it's, the and it's pa- also funny. The pacing is really good and I've laughed so much watching this show. Okay, cool and it, highly inappropriate stuff <laughs> that If I said the line from the show, it would be shocking and hilarious and you'd have no context, but that's what makes it really great comedy. It's really fun.
2: What about you, Andrew? So we all know that DC movies are not up to par with the Marvel movies right now. Do we
1: all know that? I mean, I agree with you, but there are some DC defenders.
2: Well, trust me, I'm a DC fanboy. You guys Mm -hmm. know I love DC a lot more than Marvel, but... A lot of people don't know this. The DC animated movies, some of them are way better than the live-action Marvel movies. Okay. And there's one in particular that's going to be my buried treasure. It's called Flashpoint Paradox. This movie came out three years ago, and it takes place in an alternate universe where uh, every single DC character has a different backstory. For example, Batman. Bruce Wayne is the one that died in the alley. He was the one that was shot, and his parents survived. And his dad, in the rage, becomes this murderous, evil Batman. Wow. And his mother, who goes crazy after her son died, becomes the Joker.
3: Wow. And
2: Superman (laughs) did not land on the Kents uh, farm. He overshot it and landed in a uh, government uh, facility. So he's been buried underground, like in this lab. And since he never saw our son, he never got super strong. It's... One of the best DC, it's one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yeah. Oh,
3: interesting. Well, that that's fun because you have such a familiarity with the storyline, and yet you get to be surprised because it's nothing like what you expect. Exactly. That's fun.
1: Yeah, no, that, that does not What was it called it's, again?
2: Fl- uh, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. It's on Netflix. The Flash? Flashpoint is Fla- one word.
3: Flashpoint Paradox. Yes. Okay, so you're going to watch Grace and Frankie, and I'm going to watch Flashpoint Paradox.
2: Very
1: nice.
3: Yes. How long is it? Do you know?
2: Uh, hour and a half. It is cool. very adult-themed. There is <laughs> violence galore in this animated film. Well, so. that's
3: just what I love.
2: Yeah,
1: And, and neither one of you are going to watch My Very Treasure. Uh-oh. What's your, <laughs> is this what's something on? we can't watch? No, I don't know. It's just it's, just, it's silliness. Uh, I, I have fallen back in love with BattleBots. Uh, the the revival of the old robots fighting each other show from
3: oh is that back
1: yeah it's back it's in its second season I think and, I saw
3: a gif of one of those oh, battles
1: it is uh, like we're watching it as a family and we are having so much like, we haven't had this much fun watching something as a family since American Ninja Warrior started
2: it's and it's American is such a good show that yeah. should have been my buried treasure what American, Ninja
1: Warrior yeah oh I love Ninja Warrior but um but we're having so much fun with BattleBots and I think the reason is. I love structure and they have such a great tournament structure for these robots. They have rules, right? But within the rules, they can design these robots to have all these different types of weapons and, you know, different ways to attack each other. And so every battle is unique because you've got like a hammer robot going up against a chainsaw robot and you've got, you know, uh it's just it's it's so interesting to watch These people and their personalities, and how it affects you know how they design these robots.
2: Now I remember Bill Nye used to be the host of that show. Correct, that was way back in the day. No, he's he's not not, anymore.
1: He's he's not in this one. It's it feels very much like a sports thing, in the same way that American Ninja Warrior has, you know. Bajara Bajabia Bali Bajabia Makabilla or whatever his name. I just can't pronounce it. That's
3: the name of one of the boys in the show that I was telling you about. (laughs) Grace and Frankie. (laughs) Yes.
1: This has like, you know, like the sports hosts, you know, that kind of take you through it and that kind of stuff. I wasn't expecting it to, I wasn't expecting to like it this much. I was just expecting to check it out and go, oh, that's cool. Battlebots is back. And I was just like, this is fun. This is really fun to watch these fights.
2: I had no idea Battlebots was back. So yeah, I'm gonna be watching it because yes! whenever I was a I kid, got one. whenever I was a kid, yeah, I watched BattleBots all the time. They had to get that golden nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that golden nugget. I
3: didn't remember that it was about uh golden nuggets, but I did watch BattleBots. Well, there
1: is no a trophy. Gold, yeah, there is no. Uh, I don't think it's the golden nugget anymore. It's an, oh, it's, it's not. There's, and there's maybe, something really I don't know.
3: uncomfortable about watching, like when where else do you get to see chainsaws against flame torches? Right. Against, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. And I think the, the gift that I saw was a robot where it was going to go and just hammer somebody and have like uh-huh. an ice pick type thing at the yes. front of it. And it's yeah. just like going to slam down, slam down, uh-huh. slam down. And the other one somehow got underneath him, kicked him up. And yeah, the flipper up,
1: robots are the best. And yeah.
3: got them stuck on top of their own bot mm-hmm. and turned on the fire and started cooking them from underneath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And part of me is just like. I really can't, I can't watch boxing and I can't watch MMA, oh, I but I, I can watch BattleBots.
1: Yeah. I See, totally yeah. watch MMA and boxing. And the the other thing about it- I,
3: I won't judge you for that, by the way, Andrew. That's that's okay. That's okay that you want to <laughs> do UFC
2: 200 just happened.
1: <laughs> so there you go. For the violence lover who doesn't like violence against humans- that's
2: that's battle bots but whenever the robots uprise and take over humans they're going to watch battle bots and they're going to use that against us
3: i know it's bad they're already trying to develop robots that can learn from mistakes so it's like and robots that can escape if somebody combined those two and put them into a battle bot we are in trouble in fact i think there was an episode of castle where somebody was murdered by a battle bot (laughs) if i'm remembering correctly if you're in the chat and I you watch see, Castle, I need to see that episode. It's 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 just as bad as you think.
2: Do you happen to know what network uh, BattleBots is on? ABC, I think. ABC. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna see. Maybe it's on Hulu. Fingers crossed.
1: Uh, ABC stuff is usually on Hulu. Okay. So, yeah, I would hope that it that it was. So, anyways, I'm really enjoying it, and we're loving watching it uh, as a family. So we're having a good time. Well, there you go. That's it for this episode of Sif Pop. Uh, Andrew, thank you so
3: much.
2: Not Uh,
1: only
3: for joining us for this episode, but for choosing to join us permanently every Friday. See you next week. (laughs) It's really exciting to be able to do this together. Oh, you two are the best. I'm so happy.
1: you two are the best. Today, that's where you say no. You two are
3: Oh uh, no, I I'll accept it.
2: Oh okay, got it.
3: Thanks so much for joining she, us. She today. loves her
2: dogs more than she loves us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that and might that's, be true. <laughs> that's not an exact. I wasn't.
2: I wasn't making a joke.
3: Sifpop <laughs> uh, is, is part true? of the
1: Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. Find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash shoe the dough. If
3: it's true,
1: that's m i x l r. dot com slash shoe the dough.
3: Doesn't mean that I'm a bad person.
1: No. You can find out more about Erin and Danae and how much she loves her dogs at erinanddanae.com. You can also find more about our guru, Andrew, at Flick Freaks. Woo!
2: Yeah. Every form of social media except for or MySpace. And it's plural, right? Flick Freaks. Yes. C K F L I C K
1: F L I C K F O E A
2: K S. Like so you go to every like single form of social media forward slash Flick Freaks, you will most likely find us.
1: Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the Shoe the Dough network possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash Shoe the Dough. Also, if you know of a podcast, or maybe you want to start your own, uh, let us know. Give us uh, some feedback at today at gmail.com and use that email for however you want to talk back to us. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week to talk about more movies and pop culture with the three of us. <gasps> we did it.
3: If I, put this, if I put this microphone on my stomach, I think you'll feel like hear my stomach growling. Do you want to try it? Yeah.
1: All right. All right. We're pausing now to see if we can hear Danae's stomach uh, growling.
3: Roar!
1: Whoa.
2: Roar! You should probably see it. Wow.
1: <laughs> Danae, you need to eat something. <laughs> That's incredible.
3: Uh.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.